Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. down a bit but it's based on my busy schedule just got back from Oregon had some great meetings up there and got to see the family so uh great time for me to catch up with the nephews haven't seen them enough um future studs in the world of of, uh athletics at least that's my plan but uh great time you know it's I travel so much it's it's hard for me to get to family functions and you know, I'm all the way on the East Coast. They're all on the West Coast. And uh, I travel so much. Like, I have a camp that starts the 27th, 26th, actually. So it's hard for me to to get up and travel at Christmas and Thanksgiving. I usually have events surrounding Thanksgiving. and So it makes it tough. So I had to find five days and try to combine meetings with, with visits. And the uh, part about visiting family is leaving. Because, you know, you get comfortable. I love my nephews. Get to hang out. It's so much fun. We have basically the same maturity level. And they're uh, young. So, uh, but, yeah, it's pretty cool. Eighth grader, sixth grader, kindergartner, basically. Speaking of preschool. But, so it's uh, it's always fun for me to go back. And I got to go see a couple of their practices. And, uh, you know, it's always good to visit Oregon because there's no no state tax. So that's always huge. But I just got back from there. had a very successful meeting. Looks like I have more events on my schedule now. It's even getting tighter. It used to be my schedule was tight uh, April. Not even April. More like my schedule was tight 
July through August. Then it became June through August. Then I got Japan and Taiwan and Australia, and then it became March through August. Now I'm going to add some other venues, Alaska. and So now it's like February through August. And then, you know, the time between, you know, in September through February or September through January, you think it'd be slow, but it, it's not. You know, I still go here. I go there. I go about two, two different places a, a month. Complaining, I love my life, but it definitely is not conducive to uh, visiting family and friends. And I try to combine events. I'll be going to Greece in August, which I'm very excited about going to Athens. And uh, I look at Athens as almost a second coming of uh, a second coming, but Maybe, I don't know, I've never been there, so I can't really speak intelligently on this topic, but, you know, going to the Coliseum and, and going out there and seeing all that, I'm, I'm hoping that it's somewhat comparable. So that's my kind of stuff, you know. I'm going to watch some more movies about Greece, learn about the Greek gods, things like that. But I'm really excited about that trip. I have London coming up in a month. I have... Uh, Japan, which I always look forward to. So, again, just a very, very blessed human being. I could never have imagined my life being uh, so much fun. So, no complaints here. Uh, we're going to dive into sports, and we're going to talk, obviously, football. I was looking at the, uh, you know, they're already doing their mock drafts. And it, it's bad. What, you, what you're hoping for when you get a number one pick is you're hoping for a game changer. You know, and you're looking for an Andrew Luck or you're looking for a, you know, a guy that could come in and just turn your franchise around, a Peyton Manning. You know, a guy that could come in and just flip the script. And you're finding out more and more now that these NFL quarterbacks are, are not so successful coming out number one. I mean, the Rams are a hideous mess. But you're looking at teams that are drafting like Dak Prescott. Uh, Rodgers wasn't a high pick. You know, uh, Wilson wasn't a high pick. It's not necessary anymore. But if you're the Cleveland Browns who are going to get the number one pick, you would think either them or the Niners. They're, they're both looking at drafting defensive ends because that's the best players on the board. If you're Cleveland or San Francisco, do you trade out of that pick in hopes of getting – three or four more picks, I think I would. Not that those defensive ends aren't big time. Jonathan Allen from Alabama and Miles Garrett seem to be the consensus one and two. But could you trade that to a team that maybe is just looking for that one impact guy and then maybe getting three, four picks? I think if you're Cleveland or the Niners, you need so much help that you might as well. But looking at their draft board, it, it's not very impressive. It's just all defense. Jabril Peppers, I am not a, a big believer in. At LSU, the first offensive player, you know, and don't, don't forget the Rams have no picks. But the first offensive player taken is, is Fournette, the running back from LSU, is injury prone. I'm not a big fan of his. It's all defense. First 10 picks, two offensive players, the running back Fournette, and then they have Mike Williams the receiver from Clemson, 
who again I don't I do not waste a number ten pick on. And they have him going to San Diego. San Diego is such a mess with their offensive line. But twelve of the first fifteen picks are going to be defense. It, in my opinion, it's not a great college class. And that does not bode well for the Cleveland Browns, San Francisco 49ers, Los Angeles Rams. Those are the three worst teams of football. The Bears would be four. Jacksonville would be five. Those are the worst teams of football. Cleveland is leaps and bounds worse. San Francisco, they're not that much worse than the Rams. The Rams have a great defense. But, man, are they a mess. Let's talk about the Rams. Now, I used to be a Rams uh, diehard fan, and then they left me, and I still have not come back yet. It's like you're, uh, you cheated on me, so I dumped you, and now we're trying to rekindle something. I'm not too comfortable being around you. The trust factor is still there, and I, I just don't want to be around you. The Rams are a mess. Firing Fisher was the right thing to do. If there's any way, Kroenke's got, I don't know, $18 trillion. If there's any way, he needs to bring some energy back to that, like, that, back to that organization. There's no doubt in my mind, the first place I go is Gruden. Uh, Gruden's a, war, a, a proven winner. He's an offensive coach. He has high energy, high intensity. I think he's got to be first on the list. Harbaugh's going nowhere. Who thinks Harbaugh's going there? I'd be, I would be extremely shocked, more shocked than Trump winning the presidency. If Harbaugh leaves Michigan after two years to go to the Rams. Now, if he did, the only thing that makes me think he might is because they play in the same division as the Niners, and he probably hates them. That would be the only motivation. I could not see that. Pete Carroll, same division. He built that Seahawks team. I don't think he needs to go to the Rams. I know he might love L.A., but come on, man. That's a three- to five-year reclamation project. I don't think he's got that in him. There's other coaches I would consider. Now, I know this name will never be mentioned, but I would love Herm Edwards. I I mean, I I don't know who else they're going to try to go after. Some college guys. But they have to bring in a coach that's offensive-minded, with high energy, that has a name that the fans will go nuts for. And the answer is simply Gruden. And you offer him the highest salary that's being offered out there for any college, for any uh, NFL coach. You say, I will pay you twice, whatever it takes. Five-year deal. I think Gruden would, would, would. I think Gruden would elevate that program to a playoff team in two years. That that seems to be the only guy that I would consider. The draft is not going to make you that much better. It can make you deeper, but I don't see anybody coming in with a major impact. The NFL is not complicated. 
You have to have a quarterback. So if I am the San Francisco 49ers, these are the teams that they need quarterbacks. Uh, San Francisco. The Rams do, but they're not going to. They, 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 they invested too much in this scrub golf who's hideous. Um, Chicago, not Minnesota, because they've got two. Not great ones, but they got one in, you know, in waiting. I think Buffalo. Um, Jets. Browns, obviously. Maybe Jacksonville. Maybe Houston. And then that's it. So there's one quarterback that's going to be out there. Tony Romo. Where will he land? And if you're Tony Romo, you don't have a lot of time. And you don't have a, a lot of help. So you need to pick a team that is somewhat close, that can give you an offensive line that's not going to get destroyed, that you're not going to just get smashed every week. And I think the team that I would go to if I was Tony Romo, and I don't know, the team I would want to go to if I was him would be Buffalo. Now, I think that would mean that Rex Ryan gets fired. Therefore, Taylor kind of goes with him. And then he could go to Buffalo and start over. And I think Tony Romo and Buffalo could be turned him into a playoff team. If I don't go there, I go Jets. I do not go Cleveland. I do not go San Francisco. I do not go Chicago. Now I don't know how he's going to do in the cold. But that would be, that's the one guy that's out there that I would be seriously considering. The Rams are the right thing. They have a good defense. Their offense is just pathetic. Game tomorrow against Seattle where they're going to get smashed. They beat Seattle already. They're going to get smashed. So we will see what lies in store, but the Rams basically mortgaged a farm, gave up everything for a very average quarterback, and I said that at the time. They have no future picks, and their quarterback is a mess. What you have to do if you're the Rams right now is just throw the ball like 40 times a game and, and save your running back. Gurley might have a future. He's your only future star. Throw the ball 30, 40 times a game and see what this guy's got. And just let him throw pick after pick after pick and just get smashed. And then hopefully he'll develop. Because right now it's, it's obvious who the better quarterback was between the two and who the better coaching staff was, where the Eagles just threw him out there and said, let's get it done. The Rams were, let's be patient, and it's not working out. They had to fire him. They had to. Now looking at some of the other, uh, there's going to be some big games coming up, and the playoff picture is still wide open. And I know there's some controversy and there's some talks about who's coming into the draft and who's going to be MVP and all these other topics that are kind of a little premature. Right now, if you're asking me who the MVP is, and I know he's not going to win it, but my MVP would be uh, Stafford. If they continue to win. 
Uh, he has more comeback wins. He plays hurt. They had nothing. He lost his number one weapon. So that all being said, I mean, I think I'm not. I'm not sure of the stat. I know I'm just. I know I don't know the stat, but it's like twelve of the thirteen games they played, they trailed in the fourth quarter, something like that. And he's gotten them to nine wins. And they lost a bad game at the Bears. Uh, they have won five in a row. They are at the Giants, the Cowboys. And then don't need that win. So they just mail it in. But it's going to come down to that game against the Packers. And they do have them at home. And they already lost at Green Bay. It's going to come down to that. Standings, it's going to be a fun finish. In the AFC, you've got New England pretty much locked. Miami's on the fringe. I think Pittsburgh is the second-best team in the AFC. Baltimore's okay. Houston and Tennessee are both garbage. Kansas City I don't believe in because I don't believe that they could ever win a game where they have to rely on their offense. But they're just very well-coached, good defense, fundamental. The Raiders are still young, going to make mistakes, and Denver's got the great defense, but you can't trust their offense. The way I see it, the England home field advantage will play Pittsburgh in the AFC Championship game. You know, but I don't know how the, the matchups are going to be, but that's the way I see it. Uh, the Raiders have a, uh, a chance, but I don't think as big a chance as Kansas City. But I'm looking at New England, Pittsburgh, Houston, Kansas City, Oakland, and Denver making the playoffs. Dallas is a lock. I mean, in the NFC North, Green Bay is a game, uh, two games back. They need Detroit to lose one more game. So then you ask me, who does Green Bay have? Someone emailed me something on Green Bay, too. That's why it just reminded me. Green Bay is at the Bears, Vikings at home, at the Lions. Pretty good schedule. The Giants with that schedule of at Giants, at Cowboys, you assume they're going to lose one of those two. Green Bay is going to go into that last game tied or one game back. And if they win it, they're in because they would have swept Detroit. So I think Green Bay wins that division. Atlanta and Tampa. Now, Tampa's come out of nowhere. They have a huge game this week because they're playing at Dallas, and Dallas does need to win. At New Orleans, which is not going to be easy. And then the Panthers at home. This is a big week for, for Tampa. If they win this week, then I think they're in. Atlanta was maybe the best offense in the NFL. Niners at home. You lose that one, you should be banned from the playoffs. And then at home against the Saints. Their schedule is pretty easy. 
easier than Tampa's. So based on that, you would say Atlanta wins that division and Seattle wins the pathetic NFC West. Then you're looking at wildcard teams. Giants, I think, are a lock. Then it's between the Redskins, the Vikings, the Lions, the Buccaneers. The Lions, I think, could lose all three games. So I'm not feeling too good about them. Tampa Bay has this one tough game. They could go 10-6. and six. The Redskins at 7-5-1. and five and one. Panthers at home, at Bears, Giants at home. I don't like their chances. So if I had to pick my two wildcard teams in the NFC, Giants, are, I think, are pretty much a lot. I'm going to step. I'm going to, I'm going to step out of the box here, and I'm going to say Tampa. Now Detroit's got nine wins. If Detroit can win one of these three games, they go to ten. Two of their three to go to ten, and I don't know who gets that tiebreaker. I haven't looked at it enough because they did not play each other. So that's going to be a tough one. It's going to be, I think it comes down to records versus the NFC. But it's fun because what the NFL is providing is drama. Unlike the NBA, you're going to get some good drama here. Now looking at the schedule, now that we're down to the last three weeks, every game is going to be huge. Rams and Seattle is kind of irrelevant. I think Seattle wins that. They solidify themselves as, as maybe, uh, you know, division champion, of course, but they're looking to get the number two seed. That's, that's what Seattle's playing for. And I would think that with their schedule, they should be able to get it. They're eight and four. So they're playing against the Lions and the Packers who will probably end up, the Packers will probably end up with 10 wins. So Seattle's got to win two more games because they got that tie. The Rams game, you think, at home, uh, yeah, that should be one. Then the Cardinals at home, and then the Niners. So if, if Seattle doesn't get the number two seed, then something's wrong. Saturday night, we have a game. Miami at the Jets. Uh, Miami has to win that. Quarterback issues, who knows? Green Bay at Chicago, you would expect Green Bay to win that. Jacksonville at Houston. That's a scary game if you're Houston. Jacksonville is not as bad as their record, and if you don't play hard or don't play well, they could beat you. You have to be a little worried if you're Houston. I don't think Houston is so good they can just look over them. Cleveland at Buffalo. If Buffalo loses, Rex Ryan is fired the next week. Uh, Buffalo, I mean, uh, Philadelphia at Baltimore. That's a big game. Teams need to win. Philly's pretty much out of it. Baltimore really has to win. Tennessee at Kansas City. Tennessee is now in the mix. 
tough place to play at Kansas City. But Kansas City is not good enough to beat anybody easily. Maybe the game of the week, Detroit at the Giants. Maybe the game of the week. Indianapolis at Minnesota. Both teams have to win. Both teams kind of in similar positions. How far is Minnesota falling? Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. That's a bloodbath. Usually Cincinnati's out of it, but they would love nothing more than to knock off the Steelers. So that's going to be tough. New Orleans at Arizona. Both teams are done. San Francisco at Atlanta. That's got to be a blowout for Atlanta. New England at Denver. Huge game. Maybe the second best game of the week. Denver really has to win. And to be honest with you, so does New England if they want to get home field all the way through. Oakland at San Diego. I don't think that's easy at all. You know what? I'm going to go on a massive limb and pick an upset in that one. Then I think another great game. Tampa at Dallas. Huge game. Those are the top three games to me. Detroit Giants. uh, Tampa, Dallas. I mean, that's a great game. I I think that's a a playoff game. Then New England-Denver. Those are huge games. Monday night, Carolina at Redskins. Redskins need to win. You want to go see a game for cheap? People seem to love that on the – I get a lot of emails on that. Cheapest ticket out there. Go to a Jets game on Saturday night. 20 bucks. Not too shabby. Uh, another cheap game. How about ten bucks? You like that? Kansas City at home against Tennessee for ten bucks. Eleven bucks to go see Buffalo against Cleveland. I'm assuming these are all weather related. Twenty four bucks to see Arizona against New Orleans. That's not weather related. Thirty one bucks to see Giants Atlanta. I'm gonna say this again. Not Giants. I say Giants Atlanta. Niners Atlanta. I, I really. I think Atlanta is the worst sports city amongst the major cities that we have. I just have, I cannot recall Atlanta ever having a great home base. Forty-three bucks. Most expensive seats. One hundred and fifty-five dollars for Raiders Chargers. Wow. That's rivalry, and that's because of the Raider fans. 120 bu- 128 bucks for Denver. 125 bucks to see the Giants. Yeah. 111 bucks for the Ravens. 100 for Minnesota. That's a dome, thank God. 125 for the Seattle game tomorrow. 15 bucks to watch the Redskins game on Monday night. Jeez Louise. A lot of tickets available here on a Wednesday. Gosh, a lot. 7000 in in Washington. 5000 in Dallas. I mean, everything's got five. 10000 in Kansas City. Please. Not even worth talking about. I guess the one with the least amount of seats, only one game has under 1,000 tickets available, and that is Baltimore. The next lowest is 1200 in Denver. Everything else is over two grand. So a lot of availability. You would think on Friday those ticket uh, prices would go down. 
2,800 tickets available for 125 bucks, being the cheapest seat. You would think in, on, on Saturday that price goes down. You would think. So big games. If you're the NFL, you're thinking you want every game to matter. Let's look at the games that don't matter. Well, tomorrow's game does matter. Seattle pretty much has to win. Miami has to win on Saturday. Green Bay, Chicago, Green Bay has to win. Houston has to win in the next game. Buffalo has to win. The Buffalo-Cleveland games almost doesn't matter. But it does for Rex Ryan's job. Kansas City has to win. Tennessee has to win. Giants-Lions, both teams have to win. Minnesota-Indy, both teams have to win. They're barely alive. Pittsburgh has to win. Arizona-New Orleans, pretty much both are done. Niners-Atlanta, Atlanta has to win. Denver-New England, yep, both teams pretty much have to win. Oakland has to win at San Diego. Tampa-Dallas, both teams have to win. So if you're in the NFL, you're looking at all these games. There's really only one game that you would look at and say, ah, no real playoff chances for either team, and that would be New Orleans at Arizona. So if you're the NFL, you have to be happy about that. Um, we're not going to really talk college football until we get close to the playoffs. Lane Kiffin taking that job, I think, is a good idea. Get out of that dictatorship and get your own team going. Prove you can win and then move on in three years. I don't know about the team he's playing, he's coaching, but what are you going to do? And I think we're now coming uh, – we're now approaching – all these nasty bowl games. So on Saturday, you have some great bowl games. Gildan, New Mexico Bowl. See, who, who thinks of this? I would like to know why we're doing these games. It's just another game at the end of the schedule. What's the point? Just add a game at the end of the year. But this is why that there's no argument you can make as an intelligent human being as to why we don't go to eight teams in the playoffs. It just makes no sense. Don't give me your stupid arguments. Because this game is a joke. New Mexico in the Gildan New Mexico ball. Oh, surprise there. New Mexico's in it. Against Texas San Antonio. In Albuquerque. Bowl games, they have to pick teams relatively close to their area. Otherwise, nobody goes. Uh, these are all games on Saturday. That's at 2 o'clock. Eastern. Then if that game's over, we have another – have not, no, that's on ESPN. Then on ABC, they're going live on ABC at 3.30 Eastern with the Las Vegas Bowl. Presented by Geico. Houston, San Diego State. You got to get a team close to Vegas. That's San Diego. You can go there for 10 bucks if you want. 10 buck tickets. By the way, all these games are going to be 70% empty. How about this one? Raycom Media Camellia Bowl. In Montgomery, Alabama. Appalachian State, Toledo. 
17 bucks gets you in that game. Okay, so so your appetite's not wet yet. How about this one? Uh, automation Sure Bowl in Orlando. You got to have someone close by, right? You're in Orlando. UCF. Arkansas State. That game's on the CBS Sports Network. <laughs> okay, uh, you ready for this one? In case your appetite is still not ready. Uh, R&L Carriers, New Orleans Bowl. Got uh, someone close, right? You're in New Orleans. In the Superdome. Southern Mississippi, Louisiana. And there, ladies and gentlemen, is your Saturday schedule. Nothing on Sunday. That's NFL day. Then you go Monday. You know how bad that schedule is? The NFL is playing a game on Saturday. UNFL, the NFL never plays games on Saturdays, usually because of a conflict with the uh, with college football. But the NFL looked at that schedule, and they were like, uh, okay. Oh, Monday night, Miami Beach Bowl. In Miami. Central Michigan, Tulsa. It says here there's not that many tickets available. I don't know if that's accurate. There's nine tickets available. Really? Maybe it's because nobody's going. I mean, there's none to buy on StubHub because nobody's selling them on StubHub. Because nobody bought one. Tuesday, Boca Raton Bowl in, in Louisiana. Wait, where is that at? That's Florida. and Western Kentucky. Holy cow. San Diego County Credit Union Poinsettia Bowl on Wednesday. BYU-Wyoming. That's the best game so far. These being the same division. Thursday, Idaho-Colorado State in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl in Boise. That's why you have to have Idaho in there. Friday, Eastern Michigan, Old Dominion in Popeye's Bahamas Bowl. Keaton Martin Armed Forces Bowl, Louisiana Tech Navy. Dollar General Bowl, Ohio Troy. Hawaii Bowl, hmm, who are we going to get in that game? Oh, yeah, Hawaii versus Middle Tennessee. I mean, really? St. Petersburg Bowl. Got to be in Florida, right? Got to have somebody from Florida. Oh, yeah, Miami of Ohio against Mississippi State. Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit. Maryland-Boston College. That might be the second-best game so far. Camping World Independence Bowl. NC State-Vanderbilt. That's all on that's, – that's, right now we're at the December 27th games. Zach B's Heart of Dallas Bowl, Army, North Texas. Military Bowl presented by Northrop Grumman. Wake Forest Temple. National Funding Holiday Bowl. Holiday Bowl is usually pretty good. This one's Minnesota, Washington State. I'll take that one. That's a decent game. 
Motel 6 Cactus Bowl, Boise State Baylor. I'll watch that. So now we're getting a little bit better. So we get all the garbage out of the way by the 26th. So after Christmas, we have games. Are legit. There's the Air Force playing South Alabama on December 30th. So we're getting a little bit better. December 31st, 31st is uh, the two big games. Before that, you got a couple garbage games. Not really, though. Louisiana, LSU, Louisville is going to be fun. Georgia Tech, Kentucky is garbage. No January 1st bowls. They're all on January 2nd because of where the first falls on a Sunday. Then January 9th is a championship game. So we'll get more into it as we go on. But my point is uh, college football is a mess. The bowl game system has got to go. Just do yourself. Just watch these games that are being played. They're all going to be at most 40% capacity. What do you think about the controversy with uh, Thursday night games? You don't think you should have many more? I, I kind of agree. Most of them are garbage games anyways. Just get rid of it. Two games on Monday. In east and the west. Do the East Coast game early and the West Coast game afterwards. I don't know. Okay, now we'll dive into college basketball still kind of irrelevant. UCLA beat Kentucky. That that really did shock me. Big article on ESPN about the Ball brothers. UCLA up to number two. And I, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't. I thought UCLA could beat Kentucky, you know, down the road, like maybe in a month. But I never saw UCLA beating Kentucky in Kentucky. Based on the schedule UCLA had played up to that point. Which means they have played nobody. Pretty good job of talking about some of the things on college basketball. But college basketball still not in the forefront. But that UCLA win was a major shock to me. Major. Standings don't matter or uh, rankings don't matter in uh, college basketball. Thank God. Because it just comes down, you have to win the tournament, unlike football. Villanova, number one, UCLA, number two, Kansas, Baylor, Baylor, four. Duke, Kentucky, Carolina, Gonzaga, Indiana, Creighton. Creighton's not that good. Baylor's that good, but we'll see. You got Louisville, West Virginia, Virginia, Wisconsin, Purdue, South Carolina, all the same suspects, all the usual suspects. Xavier, 17, Butler, 18, Arizona, 19, St. Mary's, 20. They're all the same. USC's undefeated at 9-0. They played nobody. Villanova beat Temple last night rather easily. UCLA plays Santa Barbara. Then I think they have Ohio State, which isn't ranked. They just don't play anybody any good. They have Oregon after Christmas. Then they get into the Pac-12 schedule. Pac-12's down outside of Arizona. USC's barely in there. Washington has somebody that people consider to be the best player in the country. A lot of, a lot of people think that. I don't. 
So once the new year hits, we're going to start really diving into college basketball full speed ahead. This is kind of where Villanova was a year ago, where nobody thought they were very good, kind of overrated, and then they just blew up. Major League Baseball, Dodgers did some good things, re-signing Justin Turner, re-signing Jansen. Yui Hara goes to the Cubs for a one-year deal. I think that's a great signing. Cubs are, Cubs are the favorites by far. Not even close. I think, I think the best two teams in baseball are the Cubs and the Red Sox. Could have said the same thing last year. But the Red Sox got smashed by a very hot Indians team. Got to have some trades. Not a lot of free agents out there. The free agent class is really weak. And right now, if you had to look at the best free agents available, um, Encarnacion, that's it. Maybe Jose Bautista, Matt Wieters, Trumbo, Ivan Nova. The weakest I can remember in 10 years. I mean, I can't even say that. The weakest I can ever remember. This is the worst free agent class I can ever remember. Cespedes was the number one guy. He went to the Mets. Dexter Fowler was ranked number two. He went to the Cards. Justin Turner was number three. He's back with the Dodgers. Rich Hill was number four. He went back to the Dodgers. Encarnacion was a fifth-ranked free agent. He's available. Wilson Ramos went to the Rays. Neil Walker went back to the Mets. Kenley Jansen went back to the Dodgers. Josh Reddick went to the Astros. He's weak. Ian Desmond went to the Rockies. Aroldis Chapman went to the Yankees. I mean, it's weak. It's, you, you, if you're going to make any impact this year, it's going to be just for depth, and then you have to go find uh, some trades. Dodgers need a second baseman. There's nothing. Doug Fister. I mean, come on, man. So Dodgers did what they had to do. Dodgers had three of the top ten free agents out off their roster, and they re-signed them all, apparently. But the Cubs are, are by far and away the best. Desmond went to the Rockies. Just not a lot going on in baseball. So then we dive to the most embarrassing sport we have in the United States, and that is the NBA. Simmons takes the floor during practice, so that's good for Philly. I would like to see him on the floor sometime this year. Cavaliers sat out all three of their best players. They're going to sit them all out tonight against the Grizzlies. Played the Grizzlies on Tuesday and beat them. And now they're playing again today, I guess. No LeBron, no Curry, no Love. They're not going to travel to Memphis. It's a home road back-to-back. And just imagine, you're a guy in Memphis. You have nothing. Memphis is not one of their more, you know, lucrative cities in the world. Not a lot of money. Uh, you know what? It's close to Christmas. We don't have a lot of money. 
So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go work a couple more jobs on the weekends. I'm going to put in 10-hour days on back-to-back-to-back Saturday nights, you know, banging some lumber out. I'm going to put in 30 more hours. And in those 30 hours, I'm going to make enough money to take me, my wife, and my two children, who are big LeBron James fans, to the Memphis Grizzly Cavaliers game on December 14th. It'll just make my boy's day. So two days ago, you, you, know, you, you announced it to your kids. Your kids are bouncing off the walls. They can't believe it. They are big LeBron fans. Never been to an NBA game. This is their first NBA game. You got them really good seats, so you really spent a lot of money. You're like center court, maybe 20 rows up. Spent 125 bucks a ticket. $500 you gave up of, of money you don't have. You're taking days off of work. You're planning. And then they don't go. And then LeBron, Kyrie, and Kevin Love say, you know what? Uh, Yeah. I'm not going. In my opinion, the pathetic commissioner of the NBA, who's a joke, he's a clown. If he had any guts at all, he would fine the Cleveland Cavaliers $3 million and then donate that money to a charity in Memphis. And this is what I would say if I'm the commissioner. If I was the commissioner of the NBA, the NBA would be the greatest league in the the world within two hours. You might not like me if you play in the NBA – but it would be the greatest, most entertaining, most valued league in the world. End of discussion. Right now, it's the most boring, pathetic league in the world. It really is. Of the major leagues, it's the most boring. It is a boring game. Now you're thinking about adding referees to the game. It's going to drag it out even more. The, the, watching the last two minutes of an NBA game, I would rather vomit for three straight hours. And anybody who doesn't know that just never played the game or is not a fan of the game. They're just some nerdy little punk kid who never played the game before who just doesn't understand. It is hard to watch. Traveling, fouls, poor play, air balls, missed free throws, constant whining, complaining, technicals. Games don't matter. You're playing 82 of them, man. Who cares? Who cares? Just sit out. Who cares? So you lose. Whoop-de-frickin'-do. Doesn't matter. Nobody's playing hard. Not until the finals. Not until the playoffs. Nobody cares. We all know who's in the NBA finals. It doesn't even matter. It's embarrassing. The only drama in the NBA is who's going to make the playoffs in the number six, seven, and eight seeds. Other than that, there's no drama. Once they get in the playoffs, those teams are done. Who cares? 
There is no parody. There's no drama. Why does the NBA just say this? Uh, we're announcing now we're going to play the best out of 51 games. Okay, so the playoffs are now going from a best of seven to a best of 51. I mean, it, it's just so dumb. Going best of seven is a waste of my time. In the first round, there's going to be eight different sets of games. Maybe one of them has value, meaning that either team can win. And it will be a four and a five seed. And you could say, well, you know, those are only only series worth watching. And then ESPN's going to make up some drama. Oh, uh, Cleveland didn't look too good. They only won by 18. Uh, maybe they're not ready to win. Or, you know, Cleveland's going to come out so disinterested, they might even lose a game. Oh, 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 could Cleveland go down? This might be the end. Uh, excuse me, moron, you got to beat them four times. The NBA is a disaster. So here's what I would do if I was a commissioner of the pathetic NBA. Uh, you know, there's a million things I would do, but this is what I would do today. Hello, uh, Tyron Lue. Yeah. Uh, I got wind that you're not bringing three of your biggest stars to Memphis. Is that true? Uh, yes, it is, Kamish. Uh, we're playing back-to-back. We don't like playing back-to-back. We played too many games already. Our bodies aren't – our athletes aren't the same as they used to be in the 80s. We can't do that. So I'm just going to keep them home. Okay, good. Uh, here's what's going to happen. Um, I am finding the Cleveland Cavaliers $3 million, $1 million per player, and I'm finding you $1 million. Now, here's the way you'll do this in the future. And then I'm going to so do that. I'm going to hang up the phone. Then I'm going to go on uh, ESPN, their best friend, and I'm going to make the announcement. Uh, new rule in the NBA. If you sit out players, on the road, you will be fined one per player for the organization, and the head coach will be fined $1 million. The reason why we are doing this is because we are thinking of our fans, and our fans might be spending a lot of money for that one time that Cleveland comes to town. They only go to Memphis once a year. And it is not fair to our fans that they spend the money to watch the NBA world champions and LeBron James that one time, and you decide you're not going to play. Now, you know there's a back-to-back. We're going to sit these three out at home. Now, I wouldn't be happy about that either, but I won't fine you. Because you have 40 other opportunities to see Cleveland in Cleveland. Yes, there's still going to be those few fans that flew in or that were only in town for those days that you're going to disappoint, but not as many as you will in Memphis. So if you knew you had back-to-back games, why didn't you sit out the first game? Well, we didn't want to travel. My God, sissy boy, deal with it. Michael Jordan traveled. He did okay. Again, further exemplifying the fact there's no Michael Jordans out there. I don't think even Kobe did this, not until the end when he could barely walk.
You're going to sit all three, Lou. Genius. That's why the NBA is just a disaster. James wearing a safety pin on his Sports Illustrated award cover. Well, what does that mean? I think he's wearing a safety pin because he doesn't like he doesn't like Trump. You know who's a man? You want to talk about a leader in the African American community? I think if you had to list the true leaders in the African American community, and you had to go one through whatever, even if you said through history, I mean, number one is like you know obvious. I mean, Martin Luther King is like John Wooden. Like, he's just untouchable. I would say maybe number two, Jackie Robinson. I'm talking about overall, like, political leaders. I would do, you, you don't put Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton in the top 75. I mean, they're hideous. You know what I put at number three? Jim frickin' Brown. Jim Brown is what I would consider an ultimate man. Like, that is a dude, even at this age, when he has to walk with the cane, that will knock you out. Knock you the frick out. That's a beast. And he's been a leader in the African-American community since I can remember. And he's somebody I'll listen to because he's not a moron. I guess he had a meeting with Trump. He's all about Trump. He believes in him. Ray Lewis went too. No, he's not a leader. He's got issues. Maybe he's trying though. But apparently, Ray, uh, uh, Jim Brown went with his like this pastor guy who's a leader who Trump put on his board, I guess, or or advisory committee. And Jim Brown's running around telling people that he had a great meeting. He believes in him. He's blah blah blah. Now he's gonna wait and see. But a great meeting. See, that's called leadership. Instead of wearing a dumbass safety pin on your suit and doing nothing, just trying to make more money for yourself, how about you say, you know what? I'm going to have a meeting with Donald Trump. I'm going to tell him what my thoughts are. I want to see if I can make a difference in my community. I'm going to see what I can do. I'm not going to do that. You go hang out with Hillary Clinton. Jim Brown went and met with the man. Now there seems to be some common interest there. Instead of running your mouth and wearing a stupid safety pin, how about you go sit down with the guy? And and then after the meeting, if you don't like things that were said or you don't think he's heading in the right direction, you could say at that time, I met with him. I didn't like what he had to say. Um, I'm going to wear a safety pin. Kanye West, who I cannot stand, met with him. That boy's got the IQ of a rock. But my point is this. Unless you know the man, if you really care so much that you're going to wear a stupid safety pin, why don't you say, you know, give him a call. I guarantee you he meets with you in five minutes. 
He'll fly to you. What can we do to fix this? What can we do? I don't know, man. I think unless you're just a prejudiced idiot, seems to me like Trump's doing a lot of things well so far. I mean, he's got to prove it, but he's meeting with people. He's trying to build jobs. He's He's got a staff of people that I think will work well. It seems like he's doing everything right. And if Jim Brown's going to go on national TV and, and say positive things, I'll listen to that. I'll believe him. If he came out and said that, hey, I met with him and he's a clown, then I believe that too. So who am I going to listen to in the African-American community? LeBron James or Jim Brown? Okay. If you want to say something negative, go meet with the guy. If you're going to think he's a racist or a sexist or he's this or he's that, go sit down and talk to the guy and, and, and come up with your own opinion. Don't just follow the lead of some other slappy who has no clue what he's talking about. I think he's overrated. But you know what he did? He gave up $57,000 to help Positive Tomorrow's Oklahoma City School for Homeless Children. The grant will be used to purchase land to build a new school. $57,000 to him is nothing. But that matters to me. Delivered shoes to the children at Christmas. Funded summer break camp programs and paid for a new kitchen and cafeteria for the school. See, that, 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 that impresses me. And literally, $57,000, the guy's making 20, maybe $20 million a year in salary, maybe another twenty in endorsements. He's making $40 million a year. You would think $57,000 is a little light. But it's better than what other people do. And he's giving it to homeless children. That I appreciate. Someone sent me uh, a tweet or a text or I don't know how you can. The uh, ESPN said uh, ranking of the 10 best players, I guess. Is that what they're saying? Oh, for this year. Okay. LeBron won. They have Kyle Lowry, too. Uh Okay. Uh, they have John Wall three. I think they're talking about the week, the the uh, for the week, because there's no way they're talking about the season. So for this week, so I know somebody sent me that and wanted to know my opinions on it. Um, I don't really care about the week. Westbrook four, Marcus all five, Millsap six, Louis Williams from the Lakers seven. Come on, man. I don't care about weekly rankings. I appreciate the email. Trust me, I, I don't mean to be negative here. But I don't really care about the rankings and cumulative rankings. I'll just tell you what I see. The best players in the NBA this year are, you know, Durant. I mean, uh, not Durant. Westbrook, one. Harden, two. You know, then you got LeBron in there, and you probably got Kawhi Leonard in there. DeMarcus is going to be somewhere in there. Durant or Curry or Lillard or Butler. You know, who cares? Cares. The NBA playoffs are going to come down to this. Cleveland plays nobody in the East. Nobody. Unless there's a trade 
and uh, let's see, Toronto gets Paul George, DeMarcus Cousins, and Isaiah Thomas. Other than that happening, the East is a waste of my time. The West, pretty much the same. Clippers have proven they are not a contender against Golden State. The team that can beat Golden State is possibly San Antonio. San Antonio won't get there because the Clippers will beat San Antonio. I'll be honest with you. The only thing I'm hoping for in the NBA is that the Clippers get to the Western Conference Finals where they will be swept. But I hope they get there so that, so that Chris Paul doesn't go down as the best player to never make a championship of his own conference. Not the finals. He's never been to a conference final. And then what's going to have to happen is, again, it'll never happen, but the NBA has to get rid of four franchises. Just drain the swamp. Just get rid of four franchises. Put those players on other teams. Now teams are loaded all throughout the NBA. Now every NBA team is better. Could you imagine DeMarcus going to, I don't know, Houston? I mean, get get some of these guys off these dead-end teams. Clean this thing up. Drain the swamp. The NBA is a swamp of just nastiness. Get rid of New Orleans. That franchise is dead. Get rid of them. Ooh, wow. Where does Anthony Davis go? Could you imagine? He goes to the Lakers? Now, all of a sudden, the Lakers are a top-four team in the West. Come on now. Two of, the, two of the top eight players in the league are Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins playing in Siberia. Both of those guys get out of there and go to legitimate franchises. Watch out. Do you imagine DeMarcus Cousins in Chicago? Boston? Could you imagine Anthony Davis in Boston? Now we might have competition for the Cavs. Although they still need more. They're not good enough. If, if Steve Davis went to Toronto, now, now we're talking. Because you have DeRozan and you have Lowry, who's decent. I think he's very overrated. You put Anthony Davis on Toronto, now they might take Cleveland to six. Maybe seven. How about this Wake Forest announcer that gave uh, the, the game plans to the other team? And people are, are questioning that and wondering what the motivation was. You know what the motivation was? He was apparently a coach on the staff, and they fired him. Or maybe he didn't have a room for him. And then he went to the booth. That's why he's angry. He doesn't want the coach to succeed, so the coach gets fired, and then he can be hired on the staff. There's your motivation. He's done. Big controversy. Uh, who cares? It's boring. Is there anything else? Uh, Sherman's ripping the NFL for having Thursday night games. I mean, I don't blame him. He just doesn't want to play on Thursdays. He says it's dangerous. I haven't seen a lot of injuries on Thursdays, like like career-threatening or season endings. Maybe there have been. I just haven't. I haven't seen it. Let's look at the great NBA schedule. Let's see what the doozy of games they have going. By the way, I think Ivanka Trump is big time. I mean, I think she's about as big time as you can get as a woman. She wraps it all together. I think she's big time. 
Uh, here's here's the NBA schedule. Some great games today. Uh, Toronto and Philly. <clears throat> Charlotte Wizards. <clears throat> Clippers Orlando. <clears throat> Indiana Miami. <clears throat> Lakers at Brooklyn. <clears throat> Cleveland without their three at Memphis. <clears throat> Sacramento at Houston. <clears throat> Detroit at Dallas. <clears throat> Oklahoma City at Utah. Eh. Boston at San Antonio. Eh. That's a, t- a couple of decent games there. Thursday night, that's their premier night, right? Chicago at Milwaukee. Eh. India at New Orleans. Eh. Portland at Denver. Eh. San Antonio at Phoenix. <laughs> back to back. Knicks at Golden State. Eh, 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 eh. How about Friday night? ESPN, right? They're going to have some good games. Lakers at Philly. Uh, 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 uh. Dallas at Utah. It's nothing. Um, let me see. Clippers in Miami. Uh, Charlotte at Boston. Uh, I'm looking Saturday. Uh, Portland at Golden State. Uh, Lakers at Cleveland. That would be a good one. Okay. Um, Lakers are about to embark on a 20-game losing streak. Uh, Utah at Memphis. No. There's just nothing, man. Oh, yeah, remember Christmas Day. That's the day that everybody watches the NBA, right? That's the – that's when NBA is on stage. Look at these games. Boston at the Knicks, Yank City. The only game worth watching, Golden State at Cleveland. That's going to be one of those 10 games worth watching. Bulls at San Antonio, Borefest. Minnesota, Oklahoma City, Borefest. Not really, not Borefest. Because Westbrook will make some people entertained. And Minnesota's up and coming. Game on the schedule. How about this one? Clippers at Lakers. Oh, yeah, that's a doozy. Oh, geez, please. The NBA can't. They can't do it. They could not give you five good games. That's impossible because there's not ten good teams. What would be the best games you could put on for the NBA? Okay, well, one of them, number one is Golden State Cleveland, and they got that. Okay, so they did good there. Number two would have been, for me, Clippers Spurs. That's probably the second best game you could put on. There you got the top four teams in the NBA. After that, you are just fishing, dude. You got to put Oklahoma City in there because you got one of the best players. So I would put Houston against Oklahoma City, Harden against Westbrook. That's your third best game you could put together. Ooh, now what? Oh, man. I'm talking about, like, drawing attention and excitement because of the caliber of player and the success of the team. Oh. Oh, I, I'm fishing, man. Give me some time here. Um, so those are my th- – I guess you put Toronto. Oh. Who, who do I put Toronto against? Um, oh, jeez. Oh. Um, I guess Toronto against uh, 
Minnesota, I guess. Because Minnesota's got three young studs, all under 21 or 21 and younger. So that, that's at least somewhat entertaining. So that's my fourth game. Uh, my fifth game, oh. Uh, oh. I'd rather just get a root canal. Uh, let me see. I guess New Orleans versus Portland because Anthony Davis and Lillard, I, I guess. I mean, what else? That's, that's why the NBA is a hideous mess. You could not pick four great games. The best you could do is pick up three. That's all I got. Now I'm all depressed. College basketball can't get here fast enough. By the way, I watch way more college basketball than I do NFL. I mean, NBA. Not even close. So that's all I got. I haven't even talked to NHL because nobody cares about the NHL except me, so I'm not going to bore the fans. Kings aren't looking good. I'll tell you that much. They need their goalie back, I guess. Although I don't think he's the problem. Edmonton's looking good with their young studs. I watch hockey all the time. Hockey's great. Parity, toughness. You never know who's going to win game to game. Everybody's kind of even. I love the NHL. That's all I got till Monday. If something big happens, I'll go on the air. I previewed the weekend with the football and college football and all that garbage. I will. Uh, if something big happens in world sports, I'll come on. Other than that, I'll tell you what's going on on Monday. We'll wrap everything up. Monday or Tuesday, let you know where, uh, where where the NFL lies, in my opinion, and we'll go from there. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Thank you for all the great emails. You guys really are great. It's amazing because I, I just don't think anybody would care enough to listen to the podcast I'm providing. And then when I don't go on for a week, people kind of rip me. I kind of like that. It tells me a lot. So I appreciate all the emails. Coach Dave Taylor at yahoo.com. Um, can uh, follow the podcast in iTunes, Get Real with Coach Dave Taylor. You can uh, subscribe to the podcast there. Follow me on Twitter, at Coach Dave Taylor. Have a great week. Stay healthy. Stay smart. Stay warm. I'm going to leave you with a song called Solo Flying Mystery Man by Pauline Taylor. Yeah. Music that's way under the radar. Have a great weekend. Don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. Make a difference in someone's life. Be a role model. I'll talk to you next week. Peace. Thank you.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.